our scripture this morning, believe it or not, is from Revelation. Um, it is Revelation twelve eighteen, just that last verse, and then the chapter 13. And so, if you were wanting to follow along, that's number 253 in the Pew Bible, um, page 253 in the New Testament. Then the dragon took his stand on the sand of the seashore, and I saw a beast rising out of the sea, and on its horns were ten diadems, and on its heads were blasphemous names. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard, its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have received a death blow, but its mortal wound had been healed. In amazement, the whole earth followed the beast. They had worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? The beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for forty-two months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. It was given authority over every tribe and people and language and nation, and all the inhabitants of the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb that was slaughtered. Let anyone who has an ear listen. If you are taken captive, into captivity you go. If you kill with the sword, with the sword you must be killed. Here is a call for endurance and faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast that rose out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast on its behalf, and it makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound had been healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in the sight of all, and by the signs that it is allowed to perform on behalf of the beast, it deceives the inhabitants of the earth telling them to make an image for the beast that had been wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast could even speak and cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And also it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both slave and free, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell who does not have the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let anyone with understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a person. Its number is 666. So we have another fun passage today. That's good stuff. That's so much fun. All right. So, um, of course, we're continuing our sermon series of preaching through Revelation for not crazy people. And and this week's passage is rough, right? This is rough. It's super dense and hard to get your head around and and filled with cross-references and allusions and confusing ambiguities and all this kind of stuff. 
So look, half of our job today is going to be trying to figure out what the heck is even going on before we can even try to get to a point of making sense of it. So in that vein, basically we have this story and we have these several main characters. We have the dragon. And so you might remember the dragon from several months ago, the dragon uh, who uh, his angels and him warred against the archangel Michael and his heavenly armies, and the dragon was thrown out of heaven, thrown down from heaven to the earth to terrorize the earth. And then this dragon summons forth out of the sea this beast, and this is the beast we've seen the last few weeks with the prostitute riding on top, and this is his big entrance. And this dragon gives to this beast from the sea three things, his power, his authority, and his throne. And the whole earth stands awestruck at the power of the beast. And then we see the second beast rise up from the land. The land beast, his role is to convince all the people of the earth to worship the sea beast. And then, just to make it confusing, we add a fourth character, a statue of the sea beast, who they then breathe life into and is walking and talking. And the statue goes around and punishes people for not worshiping the sea beast. And so we've got four characters, right? We've got the dragon. We've got the sea beast. We've got the, the living, talking statue of the sea beast. And we have the land beast. And through this whole story, John is telling us, don't go for it. Don't worship the sea beast. Don't fall for it. But that creates an issue because this statue of the sea beast, remember, is deciding to figure out, we want to see who's loyal to us. So everybody who's loyal to the sea beast is going to get a mark on their forehead or their head uh, or on their right hand, which is, of course, the number of the sea beast, which, of course, is 666, 666. And without this mark of the sea beast, you're cut off from economic participation in that culture. You're, you can no longer buy and sell anything, which functionally means you're basically cut off from participating in that society. And so if you're able to keep track of the characters, it's not actually the most complicated plot in the world. It's somewhat straightforward. Now, everything else is confusing about it, but the plot is somewhat straightforward. Uh, but this story does take us in some fascinating directions, and it helps us make sense of all of what's going on when we figure out what the characters represent. And so rather than walking you through the process of it, I'm just going to spoil the ending for you guys, so sorry. Um, uh, so the dragon is Satan, uh, and he comes back throughout the book. He's a recurring character. Remember, he's the same Satan that was kicked out of heaven and back onto the earth in the chapter we were talking about, and who will, at the end of Revelation, be defeated. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, and then out of the sea comes this beast, the sea beast that represents Babylon. And remember, whenever we're talking about Babylon in Revelation, we are talking about Rome. Very nice. You guys are doing great. It's Rome, this mighty empire lording over the Jews at this time. And so the sea beast... Rome, 
uh, the, the dragon gives to him power and authority and a throne. And then this beast comes up from the land, the land beast, and is making the people worship the sea beast. And this, this land beast signifies ideology, this Roman ideological machine. And so it, it, there's like propaganda, right, and indoctrinating everybody with how great and how mighty and how wonderful and invincible the Roman Empire is. And, and then there's religion, too. There's this thing called the imperial cult, this, this uh, religious system centered around worshiping the emperor as a god and this, the Caesar as a god. And this whole system, the propaganda, the religion, was set up to help legitimate the empire, to prop it up, and in John's metaphor, to get people to worship it. So what do we have in summary? We've got this claim that the real source of Rome's power, the mightiest uh, nation and army and civilization the world has ever seen up to this point, the Roman Empire's power, John says, comes from Satan. It's satanic, literally. Right. They're evil through and through. And it's not just that they're just bad actors. Right, They're There's forces beyond what's visible in the world compelling them to act in such evil ways. It's John insisting yet again that the Roman Empire, the beast itself, is only great through violence and brutality. And so especially when you start to dive into these details, it comes out that this empire, in this case Rome, but in implication really any Rome, is kind of a parody of what God's empire is. And so in Revelation, for example, Jesus is described as a lamb. And how is the sea beast described in this passage? But looking kind of like a lamb, but with the voice of a dragon. Right? It's like, it's like it looks like a lamb, the savior of the world, the, the thing that's going to set everything right, the salvation of the world. And once it speaks, once you go beneath the surface and really pay attention, once you have the ears to hear, as the passage puts it, you can tell it's really the dragon that's underlying the whole thing, not a lamb. It's not real. And then another aspect of this parody is this trio, the, the dragon, the sea beast, and the land beast, they kind of form this perverse, unholy trinity, if you will, and you have, this, you have this parody of Jesus, too, because you have this dragon, right? Satan incarnate himself in the flesh as, as this beast, as the sea beast, falling from heaven to earth in a different form. This parody of Jesus. And, or, or one of the beasts, the, the land beast, is able to bring fire from heaven to wow the people which happens to be exactly what Elijah does in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible. But here it's not God's power that's allowing it to happen. It's this power of the land beast, the imperial religion. And so as we process this invective against the Roman Empire, this portrait that John is painting, it can help us think through the way the empires function, both then and in our day. 
Now, of course, imperialism has morphed from its golden age in the Roman Empire and the British Empire and stuff. It looks different now, but the underlying logic of empire is the same. It's consistent. And so this passage can teach us something about how we might relate to this new breed of imperial state, of empire. And here's the thing. As John shows it, this unholy trinity is compelling. Everybody, John says, was in awe and loved the spectacle and was taken in. And and that's precisely what John demands that Christ followers do not do. They don't join in the Roman imperial cult, the emperor worship, or, or in the society that's undergirded by violence. John says, come out my people, out of that society. Do not implicate yourself by participating in what Satan is doing in the world. Rather, he says, let the one who has eyes see. Because not everybody can notice, right? But not everybody can tell what the empire is doing, but um, that its claims are not holding up. Because the empire tries to fill the same role as God. They try and make the same claim of bringing peace to the world, of being the solution to all the world's problems, of being the best thing that the world's ever seen, of being that which you should give your undying allegiance to. Empires present a sort of anti-God's reign, sort of anti-God's empire. And there's so much that's compelling about them to so many people that wins over people the glitz and the glamour and the the power and the strength and the protection and the money. But John says, no, it's don't be deceived. It's claiming that it's the best thing. But it really is not. It's really a perversion of God's reign. It's deceptive. As the passage says, it's blasphemous, telling these lies about itself, making these claims to be God, both, both literally in the, in the imperial cult and metaphorically. It's not that uh, Satan or evil or whatever is some otherworldly force way out there. No, it's, it gave its authority to the beast right here in front of us. It's, it's not out there, but it's here in our world, in these structures we've created, in these empires we've created, in these systems of domination we've created. This Satan, this evil, is infused in the world, in the very stuff of the everyday. And this is what God calls us to resist. And those with ears to hear where this is going on so that we can too come out that we too can not participate in the violence that we too can work against those things that are contrary to God's vision of life and of wholeness and abundance that are in our world so may you see May you see what is of God in the world. And may you see what is just kind of a parody that needs to be resisted. May it be so.